the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. This program was originally broadcast live on 93.9 KPDQ. We hope you enjoy the show. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Georgine Rice Show. James Blend is producing. Sam Maupin is engineering. Coming up in our second hour, we'll take a look at the Christian outlook for this week, featuring Bob Burney as he looks at the alarming rise in transgender identity among youth and how some states are pushing back. We'll hear from George Barna of the Cultural Research Center, talk about a recent study that looks at the shift in worldviews uh, that has uh, taken place since the start of the pandemic. And finally, Jerry Bauer about uh, our nation's spending problem and whether or not we're facing a fiscal crisis. All of that coming up in the second hour in this week's Christian Outlook. By the way, James Blend is producing Sam Maupin Engineering today's program. James will join me in the second half of this first hour to take a look at the lighter side of the news. But first, a look at some of the day's headlines. President Biden had a cancerous skin lesion removed in February, but no further treatment was necessary, according to the White House doctor, Kevin O'Connor. The president will continue dermatological surveillance as part of his ongoing health care, the doctor said. O'Connor said he had successfully removed a basal cell carcinoma from the president's chest during his yearly physical He otherwise deemed the president, who is 80, to be healthy, vigorous and fit enough to handle his White House responsibilities. Basal cell carcinomas are a common form of skin cancer. They're easily treatable if caught early. In January, First Lady Jill Biden had um, three lesions removed, with two of them later testing positive for basal cell carcinoma. The Bidens have long been advocates in the fight against uh, cancer, a cure. Their son, Bo, died from brain cancer in 2015. The president, who is the oldest American president ever, is widely expected to launch a bid for re-election in 2024 in the near future. Walgreens has clarified uh, yesterday that it is not distributing abortion pills anywhere, including in states where they remain legal. Well, the nation's second largest pharmacy explained to Politico that it made this decision out of an abundance of caution amid a shifting policy landscape post row. However, Walgreens does intend to seek certification from the Food and Drug Administration to distribute abortion pills in certain states, but it declined to say which. Well, the move follows two dozen Republican attorneys general writing to Walgreens in February, warning it not to distribute what has become the most popular abortion method. Walgreens is not currently dispensing uh, the drug in any of its locations. As you know, to become certified by the FDA, participating pharmacies must satisfy a range of safety and risk mitigation requirements to dispense the drug, wrote Walgreens Executive Vice President Danielle Gray to Kansas Attorney General Chris Kobach in February. The company claimed it has responded to all the attorney general letters. Walgreens does not intend to dispense the drug within your state and does not intend to ship it um, uh, into your state from any of our pharmacies. If this approach changes, we will be sure to notify you. Abortion is still legal in Kansas, as well as states like Alaska, Iowa and Montana. So are the abortion pills specifically. Kansas has a law that patients can only obtain the pill directly from a physician. But that law is currently blocked in the courts. We'll follow the story 
as it develops. Meanwhile, the Oregon Health Authority is lifting the requirement to wear face masks in healthcare facilities starting April 3rd. That will apply to workers, patients, and visitors. Washington State also announced that it will drop its mask mandate for healthcare facilities on the same date, again, April 3rd. Washington is also dropping the mask requirement for correctional facilities. Healthcare facilities include hospitals, mobile clinics, ambulances, outpatient facilities, dental offices, urgent care centers, counseling offices, school based health centers. Um, complementary and alternative medicine locations, according to the health authority. The requirement starts, uh, started rather in August of night of 2021. It feels like 1921, but 2021 during the COVID-19 pandemic. Data in recent weeks shows that the three respiratory conditions that caused a surge in hospital visits last fall have started to decrease. OHA reported, um, uh, the data for the three passage, uh, pathogens rather, uh, now versus a few months ago, December of 2022, uh, is um, encouraging. COVID-19 test positivity, 10% now, 12% in December. Influenza test positivity, 1.2% now, 24% in December. And RSV, a respiratory uh, ailment, uh, test positivity, 3.5%, 11% in December. OHA says that setting the date to lift the mask mandate a month out to give the health care system, local public health authorities and other health partners time to prepare for the change, including adjusting policies, training and procedures to ensure continued patient safety and access. In other news, Alex Murdoch was, has been convicted or who was convicted yesterday of murdering his wife and son was sentenced to life in prison earlier today. Very unusual mystery swirls as Senator Fetterman uh, co-sponsored legislation while being hospitalized for clinical depression and suggesting it's not safe. An Arizona school board member says the district should reject hiring teachers with Christian values, saying they are not safe. Tamela Valenzuela said a board should consider where our values lie. The school board member wearing cat ears during the meeting said she would oppose having a contract with a Christian university over the religious and biblical beliefs they espouse. On the 23rd of last month, the board agreed on a motion to dissolve the partnership with the Christian university. They didn't respond to a request for comment on whether they have a bias against Christian beliefs. But Valenzuela describes herself as, and I'm quoting, a bilingual, disabled, neurodivergent, queer, black Latina who loves good hot wings, but only with the right ranch and things that sparkle. That's the school board in Arizona. Exclusive Governor DeSantis uh, chastised Republicans who acted like potted plants in the woke ideology fight and violations occurred. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is facing an ethics probe over her Met Gala attendance. Well, out on the town, more than a dozen Democratic lawmakers reportedly skipped the president's speech at a Maryland retreat on Wednesday night to attend a um, a Joni Mitchell concert instead. The president spoke at the House Democratic Caucus Issues Conference in Baltimore. But while the president was touting his record to a room full of Democrats, multiple others were watching Mitchell receive the Library of Congress's Gershwin Prize at D.A.R. Constitution Hall in Washington, D.C., according to reports. Now, admittedly, that would not have been a difficult decision to make. On the mend, 89-year-old, 89-year-old Senator Dianne Feinstein has been hospitalized and is getting treatment in San Francisco. The senator is receiving treatment for shingles. In a rather interesting take, the Washington Post admits President Biden overreached on student loans, but says the Supreme Court shouldn't stop him. 
calling them China's defense attorneys on COVID. Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders torched the White House press secretary, Corrine Jean-Pierre, and the liberal media. Well, the last frontier, a midshipman warns that left-wing politics is infiltrating the Merchant Marine Academy. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine is urging President Biden to visit East Palestine. Ohio Republican Governor Mike DeWine called on the president to travel to the village, still reeling from a train derailment that spewed toxic chemicals across the area last month, saying the people want to see the president. The governor, who said he's been to East Palestine four times since the accident, said he's spoken to the president several times and last spoke to him while Biden was in Poland to shore up support for Ukraine and its fight against Russia. The pressure for the president to come to Ohio comes as former President Trump, who is uh, seeking a return to the White House in 2024, visited the village last week, accusing the Biden administration of indifference and betrayal in its response to the derailment. New York City plans to pay George Floyd protesters who were arrested to pay them. Protesters who are restrained with zip ties, battered with batons and pepper sprayed will be paid millions in a new settlement reached in the New York City and NYPD. The city has agreed to pay out a total of seven million dollars to said protesters, which comes out to about twenty one thousand five hundred dollars each. The highest per person settlement award in a mass arrest class action lawsuit. If approved, the settlement is estimated to cost the city between four and six million dollars, considering that only about 90 of the 300 people in attendance at the June 4th, 2020 protest have already settled with the city out of court. The protests took place just days following the death of George Floyd while in police custody in Minneapolis, which sparked similar protests in cities across the country. With Senators Fetterman and Feinstein out, Democrats lack an outright majority. Democrats have lacked the outright majority this week in the Senate as a number of temporary absences complicate their ability to confirm Joe Biden's nominee and give Republicans an easier time sending legislation to the president's desk. Four senators have missed all of their votes this week. Three Democrats and one Republican underscoring just how tenuous the 51-49 Democratic control of the upper chamber is. Senator Feinstein, as I mentioned earlier, was has left Washington to deal with a health matter, according to a spokesperson, and it's not clear when she'll be back for the Senate. Fetterman has been hospitalized twice already, and we're barely 100 days into Congress' current session. The doctor's notes, some of which were drafted by campaign donors, attested to his health despite his refusal to disclose his medical records during the campaign, were rendered worthless when reports trickled out that he blew a fuse during a party retreat last month. Fetterman can't comprehend what others are saying to him, likening, uh, likening it to how the teachers in the Peanuts cartoon sound. Wah, 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 wah. Well, we can certainly pray for all three senators who have been absent. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. Quick break, and we'll return to some of the headline news and later the lighter side of the news. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. Senator Joe Manchin, he appealed to Democrat colleagues to negotiate on the debt ceiling. The senator out of um, West Virginia called on his Democratic colleagues on Thursday to negotiate with Republicans on spending cuts ahead of the country's summer deadline to raise the debt ceiling. The West Virginia senator, a centrist Democrat, argued that the United States needs to put itself on a fiscally sustainable path, a call that comes as Republicans push to roll back spending as part of any debt ceiling agreement. Democratic lawmakers have resisted the call for concessions, largely insisting on a clean increase and arguing that risking 
default would be devastating for the economy. Manchin, for his part, said today's spending levels are absolutely crippling. Well, Discover Credit Cards plan to begin tracking gun purchases. The company behind Discover Credit Cards will reportedly be joining a larger initiative to track when cardholders make purchases at gun stores, of course, using their cards. Multiple payment processors such as Visa, MasterCard and American Express have already joined a massive project to separately categorize gun shop sales. The move has been hailed as a victory for gun control advocates who argue that a separate categorization of a gun store sales will help monitor suspicious activity that could lead to mass shootings. Gun rights advocates, on the other hand, have warned this could bring unwarranted scrutiny on the overwhelming majority of law-abiding gun owners. President Biden has sided with Republicans on the D.C. crime bill in something of a flip-flop. The president uh, won't veto a Republican-led measure making its way through the Senate that seeks to overturn a newly passed law that would overhaul D.C.'s century-old criminal code, and reduce the penalties for some crimes, he told the Senate Democrats on Thursday. The decision not to veto the legislation deals a major blow to local lawmakers in D.C. who urged congressional Democrats and the president to vote against the measure in order to preserve the city's local autonomy. D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser She opposed the changes passed by the city council, but her veto was overridden. The bill would have made broad changes to how D.C. approaches crime, including eliminating most mandatory minimum sentences and reducing mandatory maximum penalties. The Department of Justice says former President Trump is not immune from the January 6th events and can be sued. The Justice Department says the former president is not entitled to absolute immunity against civil lawsuits seeking to hold him liable for the attack on the U.S. Capitol because he is accused of inciting imminent private violence. Government lawyers agreed with Trump that presidents are entitled to robust protections against being sued over their official duties. But in a newly filed court brief, they disagreed that the allegations in the January 6th cases against the former president entitled him to immunity at this stage. They didn't take a position on whether he should ultimately win or lose on the merits. Outgoing Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot's lackluster personality played a major factor in her historic loss. Remember, this was not a repudiation of Lori Lightfoot's policies. It was a repudiation of the consequences of her policies that a lot of Chicagoans otherwise support when they don't connect the dots. But more than anything, it was a repudiation of her personality. Observers say she was just so personally off-putting, so personally disdainful that people had enough, and they voted for others. Chicago has now ousted Lori Lightfoot, the intersectional smeagol, as one observer put it, who has used her race and sexual orientation as both a sword and a shield for her policies. North Korea is facing mass hunger as agriculture efforts are yield little by way of crops. The Wall Street Journal reports that North Koreans are experiencing widespread hunger and dying of starvation as the country suffers one of the worst food crises in decades as a result of its international isolation and natural disasters that have damaged crops, reducing yields. The North Korean regime held an urgent meeting on agriculture and economy this week. Such a gathering is rare and indicates the seriousness of the shortages. A lack of adequate agricultural infrastructure, machinery and supplies, including fertilizers and fuel, have made North Korea more vulnerable to natural disasters, according to experts. Well, how is Fetterman filing legislation? 
Well, on February 16, the Democrat Senator John Fetterman, he checked himself into Walter Reed National Military Medical Center to address clinical depression, likely related to the stroke he suffered during his senatorial campaign. He's remained at Walter Reed, received treatment ever since. So how has he been able to co-sponsor a bipartisan railway safety bill that senators introduced this week? Well, rather than answer this obvious and basic question, Fetterman Chief of Staff Adam uh, Jettelson stonewalled and in turn accused inquirers of manifesting ugliness from the right. We're, we're guessing this is a uh, ploy to keep up the appearance that Fetterman is still engaged in Senate business despite his med- uh, mental and physical health. Well, Democrats are fighting over the D.C. crime bill. The president has flipped and the president wants more money for covid fraud to tackle the massive amount of fraud. Thanks to the federal government's covid relief spending binge. The president now says the solution is to spend gobs more of taxpayers hard earned dollars. That's right. The president wants Congress to send him one point six billion dollars to investigate and combat the estimated billions. That's plural in covid relief fraud. The president wants to spend money in order to wait for it. Expand the size of government in order to track down who's responsible for all the theft. According to Reuters, the money would help triple the size of the COVID strike force teams created by the Justice Department. The federal government threw around trillions of dollars in a panic following its own overreaction to the pandemic. That spending served only to damage the economy, sending inflation to a 40 year high. And now the president wants to waste even more money to make up for that ill conceived and poorly executed relief response. Who in their right mind would trust the administration with even one more red cent? Well, the truth is there are members in Congress who will probably do just that. Well, the House GOP is demanding answers of 51 ex-Intel officers for the Hunter laptop dismissal. When the New York Post broke the Hunter Biden story back in October of 2020, the mainstream media spiked the story and labeled it disinformation, thanks in large part to the public statement signed by 51 now ex-intelligence officials who falsely claimed the laptop was Russian disinformation. Well, over the last two years, Republicans have requested documents from these intelligence officials related to their statements, but have been stonewalled. Well, now the House Judiciary and Intelligence Committee chairs, Representatives Jim Jordan and Michael Turner, have reissued their requests for their documents. You have been on notice about our oversight requests and aware the requests are outstanding for months. According to uh, accordingly, rather, we reiterate our requests and ask that you comply promptly. So far, crickets. The FBI officials were skeptical of the Trump raid, but Department of Justice prosecutors pushed it forward. Tennessee Governor Bill Lee signed a novel bill into law Thursday that will criminalize some drag performances. The first of its kind legislation will ban adult cabaret entertainment on public property or in locations where it can be viewed by minors. Such property or in locations where uh, I should say such entertainment, according to the measure, includes topless dancers, go-go dancers, exotic dancers, strippers, male or female impersonators or similar entertainers. Now, it strikes me as rather peculiar that this legislation is necessary. This all seems so obvious that an adult would want to protect the innocence of a child, but these days it has to be made explicit. The law, which takes effect April 1st, calls for first-time offenders to be slapped with misdemeanors. Subsequent offenses would be classified as felonies and could result in prison sentences for up to six years. Lawmakers and at least a dozen other states have proposed measures that would similarly restrict drag performances, according to an NBC News analysis. Hershey is under fire for using a transgender woman in its International Women's Day promo. 
For every man you put in place of a woman, you've deprived a woman of that place. Uh, The Canadian high school teacher who wears massive Z-cup prosthetic breasts, Z-cup, in class has been placed on leave after the Post revealed that she rarely wears them outside of school. So these are prosthetics uh, that are rather... Well, the word massive does apply. Columbia has become the very Ivy League school to ditch the standardized test requirement. I should say the very first. And the House Ethics Committee is investigating George Santos. Worldwide carbon emissions reached the highest level in history, even as Western countries spent billions on green policies. And a permanent daylight savings time bill gets a renewed push in Congress. Jesse Smollett, well, he's appealing his conviction in the hate crime hoax he perpetuated Some uh, months back on this day in history, 1791, Congress passes a measure taxing distilled spirits in its uh, first Internal Revenue Act. It is the first uh, in U.S. history. 1845, Florida becomes the 27th state. 1863, President Abraham Lincoln signs a measure creating the National Academy of Sciences. And in 1931, the Star Spangled Banner becomes the national anthem of the United States as the President Herbert Hoover signs a congressional resolution. 1959, the United States launches the Pioneer 4 spacecraft, which flies by the moon. Not to, but by. 1974, a Turkish airliner, DC-10, crashes shortly after takeoff from Orly Airport uh, in Paris, killing all 346 people aboard. 1991, motorist Rodney King is severely beaten by Los Angeles police officers and a scene captured on amateur video. 2009, U.S. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, during a visit to Israel, promises to work with the incoming government, but says movement toward establishment of a Palestinian state is inescapable. In 2014, just a few years later, President Barack Obama pressed Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu during a White House meeting to make the tough decisions needed to move forward on talks with the Palestinians. 2019, a space capsule with a life-size test dummy named Ripley reaches the International Space Station in a test case commissioned by SpaceX. And finally, on this day in history, again in 2019, multiple tornadoes tear through Georgia and Alabama killing at least 23 people. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. Up next, we'll take a look at the lighter side of the news. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. In a moment of weakness, I invited James Blend to join me for the second half of this first hour to take a look at the lighter side of the news. My apologies. That's true. When it comes to uh, you know, being funny, it, it is a weakness for you. What? For more information, scan the QR code. <laughs> oh, the QR code. All right, the lighter side of the news. How about this? Dictionary.com just added hundreds of new words. It's hard to keep up. Um, and there's some rather interesting ones. The digital lexicon added 313 new words to their extensive vocabulary on Tuesday. I was saying, I'm not sure most days I know 313 words, period. Yeah. Well, along with over 1,200 new and revised definitions for already existing words in an attempt to stay on top of the relevant slang terms in the zeitgeist. So okay. here you have it. Our lex- zeitgeist, oh, wow. Is zeitgeist in the list to begin with? No, that's oh, okay. an old word. I know, but I'm just curious if it's on dictionary.com. Uh, you might want to look it up. I'll take a moment to do so. Our lexicographers observe it all, documenting language change wherever it happens, 
and defining the terms that help us to understand our times, or at least one another. Among the new updated words, and you have to be careful because they're not all words you'd want to repeat. Um, let's see. Yes, yes, it is there. Yeah, let me see. Trauma dumping, that's one. Okay. Again, I'm I'm editing as I go along. Trauma dumping, traumatic information or emotions with others unsolicited. In an age of digital content creators, pet fluencer. Someone who attracts a following by posting content of their pet. Pet fluencer. It's been added to the ever-growing index of vocabulary. Microdosing. Or to take a small dose of a drug um, for mood improvement uh, is another. I guess these are more phrases than, than words, but... Uh, The annual list of additional words also includes updated definitions of already accepted words uh, like woke and uh, understanding if you're a boy or a girl. And the updated definition of the popular term woke, which has been used to define liberal or progressive policies and ideologies, Dictionary.com, added a disparaging connotation to the word, noting a significant increase in a negative context in recent years. Well, I appreciate they at least acknowledge that there is something of a backlash uh, but there are others. Let's see. Again, I'm trying to edit as I go along. The sheer range and volume of vocabulary captured in the latest updated dictionary.com reflects the shared feelings that change today is happening faster and more than ever before. Dictionary.com's updated lexicon follows the uh, the news that Cambridge Dictionary changed the meaning of man and woman. Now, you can change the, the definition and the meaning, but the biology will remain the same. They did that in December. The glossary revised its definition to include people who identify as something other than what they actually are. So the language continues to evolve. And in some cases, devolve. Yes, that's exactly right. And I found this rather puzzling. Now, I know people love their pets, dogs, cats, in this case, chickens. How do you tell that the thing that you are imposing on your pet or your producer, as in the chicken, that they're actually enjoying it. Uh, This story, surfing and skateboarding chickens have become local celebrities. Did you just call me a chicken? No. Well, you said producer. Egg producer. Unless you're laying eggs. You know, I don't think so, but uh, we might want to check dictionary.com to be sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, these chickens have some impeccable tricks. A group of athletic Australian chickens have locals flocking to watch their exciting moves. And one in particular has attracted attention for her weekly body surfing session. Now, the chicken doesn't walk down to the coast by itself. It's not, you know, taking a board and wrestling it down to the water. Somebody's carrying that chicken there. and We just all assume because we're amused by it that the chicken's having a good time. Well, the owner, Elaine James, began taking her chicks to Point Lonsdale during the pandemic and has continued Uh, You know, she was bored. The chickens were probably fine. It's her routine now and has been for the last 18 months. One of her feathered friends is named Mrs. Chook, an Australian slang term for chicken. And she slowly began wading deeper into the water every week. Well, Jane's now spends her beach mornings tossing Mrs. Chook into the shallow waves of the Indian Ocean about five times per session. You cannot make a chook like the water, particularly the ocean. But this one has a passion. She has a passion of being in the water, and she has a passion for body surfing. Just um, have a look at her face. Okay, how can you tell 
when you look at a chicken's face that they're having a, a good time. She says, you look at the chicken's face, it has pure contentment, happiness, and joy. Huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Other chickens sit along rocks and explore the sand before returning home to get showered and toweled off. They may even get um, treated to a blow dry if necessary. Now, the chickens are not asking that. There was no paperwork. There was no uh, submission of these are a list of our demands. We want to go to the water. We want to go to the sand. We just make these chickens what we want them to be. The group has captivated locals who enjoy starting their Tuesday mornings with the chickens at the Ocean Grove Beach and online fans who enjoy. This must be a pet fluencer because she posts things and people watch it. Clearly. Mrs. Chook, the one chicken, isn't the only brave one uh, with endurance. Uh, Squiggles, the chicken, enjoys riding around the park on on their skateboard and feeling the wind beneath her wings. Other chickens are often seen on TikTok winging it around the skate park. A uh, fluffy white chick named Princess Pom Pom and a multicolored, uh, multicolored rooster called Squiggles uh, can be seen online rolling along on their skateboards as well. Meanwhile, in Alaska, a pet pig named Elvis Pigsley was recently rescued from a snowy roadside and given a police escort home. A photo of the pink porker sticking its snout out of the back seat of the uh, cop car went viral after the Anchorage Police Department posted an update online. We're all familiar with the refrigerated bacon. We just never thought we'd uh, respond to a call for service related to that topic, said the police officer. Now, I feel sorry for these animals. I don't I don't imagine this chicken wants to go to the ocean and uh, fiddle around skateboarding and so on. You know, people claim to love their animals and then, and think you know, put and elevate them to human status essentially in their lives, and that's anthropomorphizing yeah. them. Yes, exactly. And then, in a move that surely strips them of any dignity they might have had, they go and name them Princess Pom Pom. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Uh, it's that's not that's, good. that's that's not good. That's not good. Yeah, there that's, needs to. Where's Peta? That's what I want to know. Where's the they're, movement? They're they're too busy uh, obsessing over the Oscar Mayer Wiener uh, mobile. That's probably true. Have They're you heard distracted. that story? I've heard it. I've okay. told it. I know. It's a beautiful story. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> New York City's Department of Transportation made an embarrassing mistake when it misspelled Jackie Robinson's name on a road sign. The road sign for Jackie Robinson Parkway was spelled J-A-K-I-E Robinson Parkway. They got the other two words right. Under a picture of the legendary baseball player, according to a report from the New York Post, Robinson, who, of course, broke baseball's uh, color barrier with the Brooklyn Dodgers rather in 47, was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 62. Well, a Department of Transportation spokesperson said the sign was replaced. Uh, This spelling mistake is absurd, said a city councilman of the road sign typo on Sunday. You don't have a few eyes looking at these signs. Department of of Transportation is a mess, Uh, she went on to say. Well, the parkway in Queens was known as the Interboro Parkway until 1997 when it was renamed for Robinson 50 years after his rookie season. Robinson was named the National League Rookie of the Year in 1947, batting .297 with 12 home runs and 29 stolen bases. In 49, he was named the uh, um, MVP after batting .342. In his 10-year career, he had a 313. How do you say that? Point three one three. I'm not a baseball. Just 313. 313 average and was named an all-star six times. And they couldn't get his first name spelled correctly. It's not like it was uh, some unusual name. It was 
Jackie spelled in the traditional way. It's not the first time in New York that's happened. Speaking as as someone who is native and has actually driven driven that particular stretch of of highway many times, um, it, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, I think it probably happens everywhere. But although I will admit, I do occasionally slip up and still refer to it as Deanderboro. Well, yeah, because that's what it was traditionally. I still yep. call um, Cesar Chavez 39th. So there you have it. Yeah, the, the most confusing one for me in New York these days, I used to have the, the Triborough Bridge. It's now the Robert F. Kennedy Bridge. Mm-hmm. And so every time it takes the Kennedy Bridge, where's that? <laughs> yeah, it's hard so to keep same up. T- same type thing, especially when you don't live there anymore. Yeah. Dictionary.com needs to have another uh, division in which you... Help us identify places that used to have other names. Let's let's send an email to them during the break. Let's do it. Hey, you're listening to the Georgine Rice Show, looking at the lighter side of the news, and we'll be back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on ninety three point nine KPDQ. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show. We're taking a look at the lighter side of the news. James Blend has joined me. And coming up in the second hour, this week's Christian Outlook featuring Bob Bernie as he looks at the alarming rise in transgender identity among youth and how some states are pushing back. We'll hear from George Barna of the Cultural Research Center as he talks about a recent study that looks at the shift in worldviews that we've seen just since the start of the pandemic Uh, We'll hear from Jerry Bauer about our nation's spending problem and much, much more. That's all coming up in the second hour of the Georgine Rice Show. Well, I love the smell of freshly baked bread. I mean, who doesn't? Unless you're gluten-free, that might not be a very good thing. But it's rare to smell it. You might try making a loaf, but um, if you're not a baker, you don't have access to that smell very often. Well, um, there's a... Village Candle on Amazon and shoppers claim it really smells like warm buttered bread. Would you want a candle in your home that smells like freshly baked warm buttered bread? Well, the product description simply states it has fragrance notes of warm buttered bread and more than a thousand customers say that it smells like the real deal. I'm not sure I'd want that. It'd be too tantalizing. You know, I was talking about earlier about New York and where I grew up there down the street, there's a bakery and oh. the bakery was un, uh, the bake baking port you know, where they do all the baking was uh, un, on the in the basement of the of the building. And so they had these grates outside with the venting from mm. down there. And depending on the time of day, it either smelled like fresh bread or cake. Mm. And sometimes as kids, we would just stand there for ages with this wa- this breeze wafting up from the ground of fresh bread. Well, there is a, um, is it Wonder Bread that's in Northeast Portland? It's yes. across from Benson High School or what will once again be Benson High School that would produce that same. In fact, when I was uh, elementary school, we would visit there and you'd come home with a little individual uh, loaf of bread but that that same wafting beautiful smell of fresh bread could be found when you drove by or walked by or stood in that that factory so i'd be open to trying it just to see if it kind of brings back those memories but i i'm you know skeptical of a candle i'll be yeah, honest yeah they say this one uh, smells pretty good i'm not sure it's a great idea i think i would just want to eat uh, if you were trying to induce someone or, or stimulate someone's appetite, that might be a great idea. But I'm afraid I would end up 300 pounds. Yeah, I, I, that's the thing. I think it would make me hungry all the time. 
Uh, Speaking of uh, hungry, a woman from England has revealed that she mistakenly ate a heart-shaped potato chip that could have awarded her a massive cash prize. Okay. She's from Oswestry, a residence of Shropshire. She found the chip or (laughs) she found the chip or they're a crisp, as they say in English, England, rather, in a bag of Walkers, a British snack food company known for manufacturing potato chips. Well, she was unaware that the snack was um, a value at the time. Uh, The chip could have made her the winner of the heart shaped crisp hunt, a contest hosted by Walkers. At first, I didn't realize the crisp would be worthy uh, worth money as I hadn't heard about the competition, she says. Uh, she took note of the chip and even sent a picture of it to her friends after finding it in the snack bag the day after Valentine's Day. Well, after capturing the photo, uh, she then ate the valuable chip. Her friends reportedly responded to the picture uh, that she had shared with them, but they were apparently not quick enough. It wasn't until they messaged back saying not to eat it due to the competition that they knew uh, was going on. In a press release shared by Walkers, the chip producer, they were giving away 100,000 pounds, which is the equivalent of $120,183 to whomever finds the best heart-shaped crisp in the Walker packet of crisps. Oh, can you imagine? I mean, it's such a silly thing. Silly thing to pay a lot of money for, but uh, how disappointing to have enjoyed the chip, knowing that it would have um, allowed you to purchase many more bags had you known. And then there's this. um, He had it his way. A UK dad, again, we're in the UK, undoubtedly cemented his spot in the fast food hall of fame after ordering a 36 patty Burger King monstrosity for his birthday. One for each year of his life. Which would be cut short if he. I was going to say one, and one would take each year. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's the biggest burger uh, ever ordered at Burger King. A proper birthday treat. Uh, the um, man from Northern England said the gourmand runs the YouTube channel Dad Loves Food, where he films himself doing everything from eating 100 chicken nuggets to subsisting on drive-through fast food for 24 hours. So apparently, he has a death wish anyway. For his latest high-octane stunt in honor of his birthday, the Brit decided to take advantage of Burger King's rule that allows customers to add on as many patties as they want on their Whopper. As he is 36 years old, he ordered the equivalent number of patties, which uh, clocked in a whopping 6,000 calories. I'm surprised it's not more than 6,000 calories. The total tab, $64. Well, in the clip posted online last week, He can be seen uh, diving into his local BK as he vows to get the biggest birthday burger he can possibly get his hands on. I'm not a normal person. I love meat. I am an absolute carnivore. And uh, all I know is that I love fast food, he declares. Uh, Once at the drive-thru, the Burger Binger orders the veritable Mount Everest of processed meat. Can I have one Whopper meal, please, with a Diet Coke? A Diet Coke. He asked before nonchalantly requesting the restaurant add 35 patties. He then receives the parcel, a veritable um, duffel bag of beef and bun. Uh, When they hand the burger over, it was almost like um, handling the baton for the Olympics uh, in the relay. The burger uh, buff recalls, I had to be careful when taking the food, especially as it was quite heavy. It was his 36th uh, birthday, and this birthday nosh cost him 
about $70. After nearly getting drenched by the waste waterfall of Greece, he unveiled the three-foot treat, which uh, is stacked precariously with patties like a fast food Jenga. And he went on to consume it. You know, talking about uh, fast food, and you mentioned uh, the guy, uh, you know, living for 24 hours off drive-thru. Uh, one of our coworkers was telling me earlier this week that uh, for the season of Lent, he's given up um, drive-throughs. Uh huh. And I'm not—I wouldn't say I'm a big drive-through person, but I have to admit, going 40 days without a drive-through, even as a reflex, <laughs> I think that'd be actually a lot tougher than I gave it credit for when I heard it. I yeah. mean, because I, you know, I probably go through a drive-through of some type, probably once a week. And yeah, yeah. You have a long commute. I do. Yeah, you do. Well, you know, we think things are bad here in the U.S. when we're talking about lawmakers and what goes on when they meet together. But there was a war of the worms among Polish politicians as they gave each other a mouthful over edible insects. Polish voters were given food for thought on Friday as politicians there from the two main parties traded accusations that the other side planned to push meat-loving citizens into eating worms ahead of elections this August, and apparently it was a a serious thing. Lawmakers from the ruling Nationalist Law and Justice Party claim the opposition party, the Civic Platform, plans to limit the consumption of meat and replace it with insects. For the upcoming elections, um, PO or Civic Platform, politicians should write on each poster instead of chicken, eat a worm, because this is their real election program. And they went back and forth on that. The subject of eating worms has uh, featured heavily in the um, information regarding this uh, upcoming election and an initiative that's pending, which recommends measures such as eating less meat and using cars less to combat uh, climate change. Uh, The mayor of Warsaw is leading opposition uh, to this uh, whole thing. However, um, politicians and city hall officials say this doesn't mean the proposal would force people to lower meat consumption and eat worms. Uh, as it's being characterized. But this was a debate they actually had on the uh, legislative floor in Poland. That kind of bugs me. Yeah, me too. But uh, I, I was hungry. Now I'm I'm not. Yeah, that uh, bread and butter candle had I, me. I was, but... th- I was thinking, uh, yeah, the bread and butter candle was great, and now we end on eating bugs <laughs> uh, right at just about dinner time. So, uh, not, yeah, not I'm not, I'm not going to go have that snack I was during the top of the hour. Well, in Subang Jaya, Malaysia, they have a new restaurant. Malaysian reptile enthusiast Yap Ming Yang hopes visitors to his pet-friendly cafe will learn to appreciate snakes and lizards as much as they do furrier creatures such as dogs and cats. Bearded dragons, leopard geckos, corn snakes are among the species resting in glass tanks stacked around Yap's cafe on the outskirts of Malaysia's capital, Kuala Lumpur. Species, he says, are commonly bred in the country. Customers include children. Uh, They hold and pet the uh, scaly animals while ordering drinks and food. Where's the hand sanitizer? People only care about furry animals, cats, dogs, but people always leave out reptiles and snakes. Yeah, Mr. Yap, there's a reason for that. Anyway, he has a background in environmental science and is part of the community of Malaysians with an interest in herpetology, the study of reptiles. So I hope showing the public how interesting they are in a restaurant setting, uh, we can cause them to have a better outlook on reptiles and less loved animals. 
The Southwest Asian uh, country is rich in biodiversity, but also a major source of illegally trafficked wildlife. So along with that burger, however many patties you might want on it, you can pet a lizard, a reptile of some sort, a snake. The cool thing is they're very generous at that place. I, I contacted them earlier this week. And they are arranging for several boxes of live lizards to be shipped here to the station for your office to give you a demonstration of what the place is like. Yes, I will be gone all next week until <laughs> <laughs> they can be excised from the office. All right, we're going to take a break. We've got news and traffic coming here at the top of the hour. And in the second hour, this week's Christian Outlook. So stay with us. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. Thanks for listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. If you'd like to download a podcast of the show or would like more information on today's guests, please visit the show at kpdq.com or on Facebook. Follow the show on Twitter at G. Rice Show and like us on Facebook. And join us live every weekday at 4 for more critical thinking for critical times on 93.9 KPDQ. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.